0: Hi, welcome to Totem Talks. I'm Helen Fruin.
1: I'm Mark Smith.
0: And today we are talking about hybrid working, or as Mr. Smith likes to call it...
1: Just working. Can we yeah. not just call it working now?
0: Yeah, that does seem fair.
1: It's uh, it's getting a bit preposterous, I think. Um, but yeah, that's my bugbear.
0: <laughs> and it really reflects... Uh, you mean, goodness me, we've talked about hybrid working plenty of times over the many episodes of Totem Talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, it was a bit of a, an update on what are our clients saying about hybrid working and how is the way that we talk about hybrid working in our learning experiences, how is that changing? Um, in terms of what you're seeing generally in the market, I know there was a, an article in the FT recently on this. What, what are you seeing is changing in terms of the narrative around hybrid working?
1: Um, it's now part of the new normal. Um, so we can start dropping the new it's just now normal um I think there's a couple of things going off that are, are kind of fascinating nobody's getting it right mm-hmm. I think that's that's first and foremost what I would I, I, my observation is that not one single company out of all the companies we're working with um all the companies who are you know giving feedback in various different places are saying that they've they've actually figured it out and I think that's because it's so context specific that there is no one singular model for hybrid working appearing in the marketplace.
0: Which is interesting then when you describe what Amazon are doing.
1: Yes, so Amazon's um, CEO, his name escapes me currently. um, Jeff Bezos? No.
0: No, is he left?
1: Uh, He's now the chairman, I believe. Uh. Yes, he's stepped back and is planning on going to the moon. Um, So yeah, the CEO of Amazon, so they employ 1.6 million people globally, and quite a lot of that is sort of back office support if you like Um, and he recently has gone out to his staff and said just experiment we don't know what works well it's all local market driven it's all very context specific to the you know down to individual teams in fact and it's going to take years so please over the next two to three years figure out what works well for you we will keep an eye on you know, various different performance metrics. And hopefully in a couple of years, we'll have enough data to say this particular model works or that particular model works. And I thought that was um, surprising given Amazons, you know, they, you know they are data driven, but I guess they don't have the data to drive their decision-making. So they're right. They're so you've got to go yeah.
0: empowerment, empowerment first, data second.
1: So I guess they're in a discovery phase there. Mm. Um, what he did emphasize was flexibility in mm. thinking. So you you need to bring a a much broader picture. It's not just what does this mean for me and me working from home? What does this mean for my team? What does this mean for my touch points within the business? Because those teams may have a completely different schedule. Um, And I think that's probably where we're going to see the better solutions emerge from organizations that allow their staff to think flexibly and to do flexibly. Mm Um, doesn't always work and there will be again other contexts where that's absolutely not appropriate Um, I think what I do want to just chime in with as well is let's not forget that a lot of people hybrid working is just a nonsense it's a it's a misnomer you know they've they've been
0: at work on the front line front and center all through the pandemic yeah yeah, never stopped
1: yeah getting coughed on spat on you know shouted out you know stuck stacking shelves. and so there's a there's a real tension for me here that a lot of our clients do actually have that sort of that cold face sort of staff. And um I I want us to be careful not to alienate those people. Mm. Um because we're currently talking about, well, can I come to work from home? Can, you know, can I stay in my pajamas? My boss is actually asking too many unreasonable things of me, etc. etc. Um, and yet, you know, there are still plenty of people on checkouts going beep, beep, beep every day. And so I, I do want to just raise a little flag in defence of the people who are continuing and have no choice, um, really, to uh, to continue to go to work every day. So I guess there's a there's a sense of um, humility whilst we're having this conversation. I think would be good.
0: And ultimately, if you come back to the the Amazon suggestion of let's try things out, let's see what works, you know. Whilst I get that you're saying, let's not forget that some people don't have that choice. Where you do have the choice and possibly even the greater productivity option of enabling more working from home, why not do that? Mm. So the, okay, let's not be, you know, it's my human right to work from home. Well, no, clearly lots of people don't have that as a human right. So, okay, I take your point. And if in my position... There's greater productivity to be had from that. We can do really good team working and collaboration whilst doing that. Great. Let's find ways to make it work. I think what's interesting is where you've got companies who are not prepared to go down that level of empowerment and are instead saying, you need to be in the office this many days a week. You're then seeing them fall over because they haven't got the technology to support that.
1: Mm. Uh, Well, I think a great live example is here at Totem. So the desire for you and some of our associates to be going back face to face now is in, is increasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, clients are, you know, rightly asking, "Can we have this done face to face?" We're getting a pushback. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't. I don't want to go. I don't want to drive all the way to, the, you know, the, the middle of nowhere to deliver a, you know, a two day workshop for ten people. It's or if I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for a lot more money than we've previously charged. So it's it's difficult because that was our bread and butter Mm -hmm. three years ago and it was just it was just what we knew we got on with it there was no real pushback from that we charged clients at the appropriate rate that we felt at the time and now um the economics of of face-to-face workshop delivery are changing substantially for us and it is
0: now that face-to-face is a premium not the standard yes
1: exactly that Yeah. yeah and um How do we communicate that in our sales pitches, in our proposals? Um, Is that something our clients are willing to accept? Mm -hmm. And again, it's it's unknown. But enough of Totem. What are our clients talking about in terms of, I mean, you mentioned learning and and hybrid. Yeah,
0: so learning and hybrid has historically, and by historically, I mean over the past two-ish years, been here is a workshop on hybrid working. And it was a specific thing to say, how do we do this? Well, what are the insights that can help us? Um, What we're now seeing to your point that this is just normal is that instead of, or as well as running a hybrid working workshop, every single workshop needs to have hybrid running through it. Mm. So if you're talking about how to give feedback, you would historically in a face-to-face environment where everybody works in an office together, talk about how to give feedback Maybe how to give feedback upwards, how to give feedback when the person gets defensive. Now we need to add how to give feedback when you're working remotely mm. and get in the pieces around. Do we need to make sure their cameras are on? Do we need to make sure we're in a good background? Do we need to make sure they haven't got the kids around them because it's going to be distracting and just, it's just adding on an extra layer of complexity to any learning content. What does that, emotional intelligence, what does emotional intelligence look like when you're working in a hybrid setup, so it's just interesting to layer it into every single piece of learning we do.
1: So, and this is this is really why we're talking about it today because um, we get to introduce a member of our team, I guess. Yeah. Um, we know someone who's written some interesting stuff on hybrid workshops and very them. much
0: so. Yes. Yeah, so, Catherine Pugh is one of our facilitators, and uh, she was ahead of her time. In 2018, she was doing her masters and uh, her dissertation project. And she did that on remote working, but all of her research findings you can see are equally applicable to hybrid working because ultimately it is that combination of remote and office. So Kat's research, really interesting, identified what were the, uh, and the the research title was virtually paradoxical because there were so many paradoxes about virtual working. For example, people saying, I feel like I've got a better work-life balance than ever before. But actually, at the same time, I felt like I've got the worst life work-life balance ever because I'm at home and I can look after the kids and I can do this and I can do this. But also I'm working ridiculous hours and I work into the evening. And Mm. so you get all these paradoxes, like people saying, I've never felt so connected because I've got all of this technology and I can do all these things. I've also never felt so isolated because I don't see people in person. So she found there were a number of these paradoxes in the research and then looked at, okay, well, what can we do to find the best way through those paradoxes and help people to be happy, mentally well, and effective at their work? Cool. And core to that was trust, no shock. That comes up in many of our conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there were four C's of things that can help us to build that trust and build that effectiveness. Uh, they are care, connect, clarify, communicate, So what am I doing to care for myself and others? What am I doing to connect as a human being? What am I doing to clarify expectations, responsibilities, ways of working? And what am I doing to communicate, communicate, communicate? Mm. Nothing shocking there. Great common sense, as you often see with good research projects. But it's so powerful we're finding in workshops to say, well, what am I doing against those four C's?
1: Interesting. I mean, that's actually, I think three of those were covered by the Amazon Um, Absolutely. I think he left out the care piece. Okay. But uh, in terms of, you know, connecting and things like that, that that was quite strong in his message.
0: Interesting. Mm. So maybe it'd be interesting for us to expand on those and explore, um, starting with care. What can we do to care for ourselves and care for others when we're in a hybrid setup?
1: Uh, Personally, for me, I find that um, having a a regimented day um, and setting quite distinct boundaries is really quite useful in terms of caring for myself um I've got very disciplined now at just shutting the door in the office and walking away because I'm stuck at home so uh, you know creating that singular workspace not possible for everybody I know but um for me that's that's really helped in terms of caring for others it's the it's the small details in the conversations um with people I interact with um Quite a lot of home workers, I, I, I'm going to guess, actually, quite a lot of home workers. And just either remembering what they've said in previous emails about, you know, either their kids or a holiday. Picking out, you know, really easy things like summer holidays. You, We all know when the summer holiday is. Just, just ask the question. Right. You know, did you do anything nice for summer? Um, hope you're enjoying the weather, those kinds of things. Um, I think also celebrating victories. Um, mm-hmm. Random... Um, challenge with a client who we had to invoice, who were based in Turkey, and it took a good number of staff from many different departments to figure out how we actually do that, given the reverse charge mechanisms, Turkish VAT law, Turkey being kind of in the EU, but not in the EU, (laughs) us not being in the EU, Um, yeah, it was all, it it was, you know, a lengthy process, and um, in the last uh, four or five days, we've actually managed to figure it out. And I, just being able to send a, a high five email message to that little group of people saying, you know, just thanking them for all their work and their effort and, you know, just victory. Well done, everybody. I think that's part of the care package for me is um, celebrating the wins. It doesn't take more than two minutes.
0: Nope. Send a thank you. Just send, send a you thank appreciated. You. Yeah. Yeah. Super Absolutely. easy stuff. And i think what's really interesting whilst that one about celebrating the wins i would say is universal the first one that you talked about in terms of regimenting your day having boundaries these are so individual and so i guess i want to flag that whilst we're going to talk here about how we see those four c's can come to life the power in talking about this is asking each individual Mm. like what do you think how do you do better self-care how do you do better care for others what communication do you need from me as your manager Mm. it's that individual piece that makes the difference here sure so what about the connect piece then because arguably some of what you've just said there helps us connect as human beings but knowing that we do need to connect i mean a friend was telling me about um having started a new job and trying to connect with the human beings when they've never met in person they've now worked there for over a year they haven't had a chance to connect as humans and they feel like, you know, maybe I'm not going to last too long at this business because I'm just not connecting. So, do we have to have face to face get togethers? Can we do it in another way? What are your thoughts on how we can connect better?
1: I think technology is the key. Um, some really, really silly, silly little ones, um, backgrounds, team backgrounds, Zoom backgrounds. Instead of having the, you know, just a picture of you dirty washing hanging up in the background or, you know, your cat sleeping on the sofa, put something specific to you. Um, You know, my friend, I think I've said this before on the podcast, he's got uh, Star Trek backgrounds and they're always different. And it's a talking piece. It it provides that personal connection. So when people do connect with you on whatever platform, um, they're, they're immediately wanting to ask a personal question. Uh, we have found things like Trello. So, you know, those kind of um, virtual kind of working boards, project management things to be good. It's the singular space where you can see that other people are working there. So there's this collective um, awareness that other people have been into this space, have made adjustments, have have made progress on various different pieces. So you can see that as a team, you're making progress. You can't visually speak that through. Um Another one is WhatsApp. Now I'm not a big fan of WhatsApp for fair few different reasons, but we've seen that definitely within Totem. You know, we've set up our own little sort of, you know, Totem WhatsApp group and we can all just share our experiences. That one's been really quite powerful. We also have a private LinkedIn group for our staff now. So and it's 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 the beginning of something a bit bigger, I think. We are going to try and have more sort of um sort of like i guess
0: best practice sharing
1: best practice sharing sessions but you know we've talked about this being an ego less space so it's just somewhere where you can you can come and say this has been a difficult day this has been a great day i i really want to cry about this i really want to celebrate this and it's not a place for anyone to just start you know throwing sledgehammers around it's, a, it's, a, it's designed specifically to support and encourage one another to just share really good ideas to test the water with a few things it's you know it's it's our safe space, if you like, to um, to foster that kind of teamworking vibe between us. That seems to be working quite well. Yeah. Um,
0: and the connection piece as well, you know, we've had team calls together on Zoom. We'd love to move to having face-to-face. It doesn't work for everybody because we've got somebody in Mallorca as a start. Uh, <laughs> but you know, looking at how we can connect as human beings. And as you say, that we can do that online by just having a personal conversation. That's the huge thing for me when people say, "Oh," but i don't see people in the office I'm like well i don't need to see you in the office to ask you about your kids to ask you about your holiday to take an interest in your love of star trek mm. i think we've just lost the ease with which we move into those personal conversations perhaps people say to me you know you get on a video call; and it all feels more formal mm. doesn't have to
1: i think the formal is a good word i think the informal channels are where uh, you can build those connections a whatsapp group again is a is a good example of that um mm when i was working in an office i would every morning i would walk in i would say hello to norma our accountant and that's all we would say to each other all day long and she would sit across the desk from me and she'd be busy doing her thing i'd be busy doing my thing but it, i don't think it was sitting in the same office that made us feel connected it was it was you know having those short little bursts of personal interaction and with the whatsapp group it's it's really quite easy to just morning everyone I'm doing this today, you know, if I need a hand, I'll let you know, or, you know, whatever. It's 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 that kind of informal channels of communication that um, I think are quite good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So clarify then, you say that felt like a big thing of the Amazon piece. How do we clarify expectations, responsibilities? What can we do better in that space? I guess for me, this is a massive one overlapping with communication, that we just need to talk about them. We need to talk about, you know, what are your expectations of, Um, So here's a classic example, right? I'm working with a company the other day and uh, a a number of people on this hybrid working workshop say to me, it's really difficult to book meetings because you don't know looking at someone's diary, whether they're in the office or working from home. So you book a meeting in and you book it as a team's meeting. And then it turns out two thirds of you are in the office. You're like, oh, we could have got a meeting room, but we didn't realise. So to me, that's a really simple solution to say. Why don't all of us write in our diaries at the top, like it's an 8.30 a.m. or something, where am I on this day? And we could agree that as a team, we could look at how we communicate that, we could say, okay, is that working? Is that not? Let's try something different. But we've had the conversation. We've said, oh, it seems like we've got a bit of an issue here. Let's try something and see how it works. And so for me, the clarify and communicate really come together that we need to communicate a challenge, We need to clarify what we might want to try. We need to communicate how that's working and then try something different that constantly flows together.
1: Yeah, I mean, my my initial reaction was to jump towards honesty. Mm. Um, um, I think now more than ever, it's just to be honest about what you do and don't know. Mm. And I think the the days of trying to blag your way through a situation where you're not sure what you're asking someone to do, what they're going Mm. to be doing, what you're supposed to be doing, I think they're done. Um, we just we haven't got the time now to be uh, to just not be upfront with each other. So when it comes to clarifying things, it's like I need this specific thing, mm-hmm. or I have got no clue. I just we're just gonna have to muddle through this together. And I think that sets that setting that expectation of um, of having nothing but honesty come from one another is going to be quite important in the off in, in the sort of online world. Because you you no longer have the visual cues and you no longer have the verbal cues necessarily to see when someone's not necessarily sure. Mm. You know, a number of times I've been in a meeting with a a manager or a subordinate and it's been, do you actually get what I'm trying to say to you? I'm not entirely sure. It's just much quicker if we just rip the plaster off and go, I know what I'm asking of you. Do you know what has been asked of you? Uh, Yes or no. Let's not fudge. So, you know, be really, really honest. Um,
0: without... Which brings us back to trust and psychological safety. Right,
1: well, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. It's a huge part of this, right? If I can't say to you, I'm not really sure what you've asked me to do, or you can't say to me, I'd like to kind of check your understanding because your understanding of what I've asked you to do might not be what I meant. We need to be able to have those conversations. And... If we're doing all of this stuff to build that human connection over communicate it's going to help us to do it so if we're saying then that hybrid is not the new it is the normal Mm -hmm. then perhaps (laughs) it's good
1: it's not the new it's the normal
0: uh then let's just have this conversation what does this mean like even when you're setting up projects what might be some of the challenges in this project given that we're a hybrid setup Mm. what might be some of the things we need to consider how do we want to as this project team for this project How do we want to organize our meetings and decide when we're face to face when we're online it just means adding in those conversations um because as you say nobody's cracked how to do this right i'm not sure there will be a right but we can find what works for us as a team we need to have the conversation about it
1: yeah so there we go everybody be kind be patient balls are going to get dropped it's okay it's okay the world will not end (laughs) fingers crossed So let's put a pin in today's podcast. Now, next month, we were supposed to be talking about...
0: Presentation skills. Oh, presentation
1: skills training. That's right. But uh, a change to the scheduled announcements. Um, We have Sarah Creevey, superstar lady. She's a superstar lady. And we're going to be talking about positive psychology instead.
0: Yes, which I'm really excited about. Because let's face it, we've got tons of stuff on our website about presentation skills. There's probably not much new for us to say on that. No. But Sarah Creevey's Be In Her Bonnet about positive psychology, we're going to have a fabulous conversation.
1: Perfect. So, listeners, brace yourself for next month and uh, we'll talk to you then.
0: Thank you.